Greetings. Welcome to the episode. I'm going to ask you straight away to support this work. Get this work out there more and more. Let's normalize it. You can do that by sharing a favorite episode with someone, by reviewing this podcast, and also by rating this podcast on whatever platform, possibly Apple, that you're listening on. My name is Nadia Felsch. I'm an anti-diet nutritionist and certified intuitive eating counselor. And you might already know this, in this podcast, we explore the practical aspects of leaving the diet mentality behind and finding your own food and body freedom. So I'm curious to ask, does the following describe you or describe your experience? Are you going long periods of the day not eating? You know, work, there's other commitments, you're saying, I just don't have time. And do you also find yourself feeling intensely and urgently hungry? If so, you are not alone. Another description could be that you have really great intentions for yourself, plans even to make a yummy and nourishing dinner for yourself, maybe tonight and possibly when you get home, maybe this happened last night, cooking is actually the last thing that you can handle again If that describes you, you're not alone. Maybe you feel pressure to do the so-called good things, quote unquote. So I got to exercise. I got to meditate. I got to drink two liters of water. You got to journal maybe. And do you keep feeling like a failure for not doing what might feel like another freaking long list of things to do in your life? And again, that you're not doing. So maybe you say to yourself about any of these experiences, why can't I just do this? It's so simple. And maybe this feeling of failing is so uncomfortable that you could rebel like altogether. You say, who cares? Give me the ice cream. Give me the pizza. Give me the whatever. Notice which foods those are, by the way. That's a whole other conversation. So is that, is that what you resonate with? And maybe that actually makes you feel worse about your body, about how you're caring for your body. What a freaking vicious cycle. So if you resonate with these experiences, with feeling like you haven't got it together and only if you could, then everything would be all right. This episode is for you. So the reality that we are all living within And yet by design, it's the one that we rarely send our righteous anger towards is perfectly encapsulated and represented in an ad that I saw recently. And I want to share with you, which was for this overpriced, I don't even know what it costs. I just know it's overpriced, really elitist kind of nonsense supplement. So in the ad, I want, I want you to, I'm going to, I'm going to paint the picture here. I'm not looking at it, but I remember it. There is a woman in the ad who totally represents the ideal that we have all been trained and taught to see when we think of what is healthy, what is well-being, right? Like, you know it. Can you imagine that? She's white, 100%. (laughs) She's thin. She has blonde hair. So like tick, tick, tick. Yes, all of those things. She has visible muscle definition. She's mid-run, you know, she's she's getting out there. She's in cute shorts. She's got a crop on. You know, you know what I'm talking about. And alongside her in this ad are the following words. And no, I don't remember these. I have definitely written them down. My, my memory is definitely not this good. Tired, anxious, burnt out, stressed, drained, exhausted, fatigued, spent, 
shattered over it. So, so this is the art. This is the woman, the picture that we've been trained to see, and these really meaningful and, and big words, right, about experiences that we have. So this reality depicted is actually really ironically so so accurately represent like the reality that I'm talking about that I think this this ad shows is ironically so accurately represented in this ad what that reality is is capitalism and the irony is that this ad is selling a product that supposedly removes these really valid these really hard experiences for you you know get the product they're gone you won't be anxious you won't be drained And again, the irony is that this ad is perfectly and manipulatively packaging in a look that you expect to see with an understanding of how you feel, because you might feel like that. You go, shit, like this ad gets me. This product must get me. I want to look like that. That's all, that's all health, right? That's all wellness. And, And again, the irony is this is a product that you can supposedly buy to escape the reality of capitalism, which is is really upholding and contributing to how you feel, but letting you know you can just work your way out of those hard moments and feelings. You just need the right supplement. You just need the right attitude. It couldn't possibly be that these experiences that you might have, I know I certainly have, I know a lot of my clients have, are a valid response to living under capitalism. So that's the irony, right? Here's a product to escape what we uphold. And if this feels like a stretch for you, I want to honor that this might, me saying capitalism, I'd be like, what the fuck is she talking about? Okay. Also, it might feel uncomfortable. And I invite you to lean into that. I invite you to consider why might you feel that way? Because maybe it feels hopeless. Maybe you're mad because you think it, I, I, I need to be able to change my situation. I need to know that I simply and individually can change these experiences. Otherwise, I feel hopeless. And, and it might be really hard to imagine that a supplement isn't the answer. That could be really hard to acknowledge. And, and if that's where you're at, I see you and I know you can do hard things because, again, capitalism, you're already doing it. So here's why all of that matters to how you feel in your body and about your body. We live in capitalism where hustling is like toxically normalized, praised and, and truly often very necessary. So we live overscheduled and overstressed lives with very little regard for the core human needs that we have. And I'm just going to kind of just, just name a few here. Eating, drinking, that's liquids, not necessarily alcohol in that scenario. Resting, playing, and connecting, right? So those five things are core human needs. We really, really easily skip over them. And if you're being real right now, you know that's the truth. But this is our status quo. Everyone around us is doing it. If you're not hustling, well, well, what are you doing? And are you missing out on something? And again, is there a necessity in this? Possibly. We have meetings. We have deadlines. We have calls. We have errands. We have other people's needs. There is a million things in the way of you kind of paying attention and, and caring for yourself. And inside capitalism, care is considered a luxury, possibly that you can buy, And all of these experiences and kind of disconnections that we have saying no, saying, oh, I'll get it later, they all add up, you know, in, in the, in the micro, in the small kind of day to day, 
This is stress. This is nervous system dysregulation. In the macro, in the bigger picture, it's a cycle. It is, you know, chronic stress to chronic stress to chronic stress. It is constantly being in dysregulation in our nervous system. And let's use a buzz term here that that ad used, it's burnout. That's burnout. But again, because of capitalism, stress is a part of our life. There's other reasons, sure. But under capitalism, no one is guaranteed the right to life. And 99% of us work way too long for the basics. That's our reality. So one of the really common ways that we as humans turn either away from food or toward food is as a really valid and understandable way to seek more experiences that are positive in life and less, you know, or, or avoiding negative ones. Because again, shit's hard. So let me give you some examples. If you feel an urge to say, I, I kind of gave you this example before, like screw it, who cares what I eat? You, you might you might even have like this sense of aggression towards yourself, right? Like I'm just going to binge, you might say, or, or it might be different language, but it's got that sense of fight. That's your defense response from your nervous system. This is a way that you might cope. You, on the other hand, might feel a sense to restrict what you eat or how you eat. Maybe you feel overwhelmed. It's like, I've got to get this right. I've got to really make this perfect. This is your flight defense response. This is your nervous system in flight. If you find another experience that you kind of check out a little bit with food, you might really desire like super flavorful foods you might have really negative self-talk or inner Karen as, as one of my brilliant clients, I hope she hears that, calls it. This is your, your freeze response, your please. This is your protective response. So you very well could be in these protective defensive states a lot. Many of us are. And, and if, if you go back to that term I, I used before, burnout, like think of how often we talk about that word. Again, it's valid, but we talk about it and we don't blame or we don't send our anger rather to the right place. We blame ourselves. You know, we're feeling on all the time. We are tired. We are wired. We are overwhelmed and exhausted. And very likely we are unable to effectively manage that stress and bring ourselves back to a baseline, you know, what we would call regulation. That doesn't mean things are great. It means we're coping. So that crappy supplement is preying on all of this reality with the so-called solution. When I want to be really clear, no supplement can outrun capitalism or any oppression, none. So you might be beating yourself up for how you are behaving in these states, in these chronic stress states. And that, again, that could be binge eating, emotional eating, restrictive eating, over-exercising, feeling out of control and trying to get control, trying to have more positive experiences. You blame you. And I want to invite you to consider that all of these are actually valid and really understandable behaviors when you view them from this lens of dysregulation. In other words, eating eating concerns that you have have a function. And that is why this episode is titled Why It All Starts With Self-Care. So self-care within, I can't even stand that term. Like I hear myself saying self-care and I, I kind of like roll my eyes. I wonder like if that resonates for you because it's got such a bad connotation. So like, let's, let's kill that. Let's create something different. 
we live within multiple oppressive structures. I've named capitalism, right? So self-care within those structures, the structures that couldn't care less for your well-being, therefore by definition are radical. So it is radical to self-care because that's not the status quo. So capitalism does care if you are, let's say, emotionally regulated, if you've eaten adequately, if you had a good night's sleep. It does care only in the sense that you are a better worker in the system. And the system never benefits you, just though, you know, the 1%, the people people at the top. And and again, this is a system, right? Let's be clear. Yes, individuals, we're all in it, but this is a system approach. This is a system criticism. So let's take another oppressive structure, patriarchy. You know I love to crap on that. So patriarchy does care about how you're, let's say, moving your body, right? Did you move your body in ways that feel good? Did you sleep in a way that felt good? Patriarchy cares, but it only cares if you look more acceptable to, to the societal norms and therefore you are more valuable to the male gaze. It's not about how you feel or your well-being. You know that, like, that's, I, I'm, now I'm going to say it, and if you haven't noticed it, you're going to, I hope you notice it. When when women, and it is women, we get on social media and we have this, this ability or this kind of, I don't even know what, it's, a, it's like a behavioral pattern to apologize for our appearance. Oh my goodness. I went to do it today. Oh my goodness. I've forgotten. My hair is humid AF in the Sydney humidity in summer at the moment. And I, I, I turned my camera on to talk to my Instagram tribe, my community. I noticed my humidity and the instinct is to apologize for that, or at least to notice and name it. So, you know, so I can't be attacked maybe, or because I'm used to regulating my appearance, who cares? And another example of that, I, w- I was going to go back to the patriarchy of like when when women are exhausted or any human, but but women especially are exhausted and have bags under their eyes because they haven't freaking slept. No one cares that they haven't slept. No one, the male gaze, the patriarchy, again, systems. They care that they don't look appropriate. They don't look acceptable. All right. I went off on my tangent. I'm coming back. I hope you came with me for the feminist rant. So I invite you to consider that radical self-care is choosing you, prioritizing you, rejecting the the priorities of the structures that we are living in that, again, couldn't care less about you. I want to be clear. They couldn't care less, these structures. They are not for you. They are for the elites. I cannot stand that word. I can't stand a lot of words in this episode. I'm losing my mind. You know the the power elite as uh, as they are referred to, the one percenters. So This is about covering the basics of your needs before you move on in life so that you can feel okay, so that you can feel connected to your body, so you can feel a sense of empowerment and comfort like you crave, like you were trying to seek in these other ways that might feel icky, right? That that's actually what we're trying to find. So your body, you, you need things. There is no getting around that. Please repeat that to yourself. You need things. And building that truth and acknowledgement of that truth in your life is really powerful and supportive. So self-care, as I as I teach it, as I work with clients inside my group programs and my one-on-one coaching, self-care is your infrastructure. It is a process that is shaping your daily routine, the relationships you have with others and yourself, the relationships with the environments you're in, all to promote your care. And that's why it's so powerful. So you can you can look at it if you want to in three different ways. And I'm, I'm going to expand on this. Intentional, number one. 
structural, number two, and holistic, also a word I hate, hear me out. So put another way, I kind of caught myself judging the holistic thing. I hate it because of how it's used. Okay. The word is beautiful. So, so intentionally what I'm saying there is you plan for and carry out bits and pieces. And the structural element is it is providing because you've intentionally planned for and carried out actions, you, you feel supported. And then holistic is about honoring your whole self because you are a whole damn human. This is beyond sleep. This is beyond movement. This is beyond eating whilst all important and an embracing of filling up your cup and, and being a human and honoring your humanness. So let's get a little practical. What areas, I I imagine there might be some that immediately come to mind. There might be trends that you kind of need some love or some support. There might be total areas of your own care that you neglect or that you you don't even address. You don't even know how to. So emotional regulation is one I see a lot. Folks often don't even know what that means. That's okay. Eating patterns are huge. And obviously diet culture has a lot to say and intersection with with capitalism here because we're learning about how to eat in very dysfunctional, disordered ways. And of course, in anti-fat ways, our boundaries with other people, and, and that has such a bad connotation. Boundaries are beautiful. Our schedules with work, woof, capitalism, hello. What about engaging and fulfilling activities? That is care right? And, and it doesn't need to look like meditation, just to be clear. Movement absolutely might be part of your care. And again, it doesn't need to look like what we've been told. Connecting with other people is necessary. It doesn't need to look like going to certain events that you hate. In fact, it really shouldn't. <laughs> and sleep, the quality of your sleep. So these are all examples of elements of your care. And I've gone ahead and hello, I love you, giving you gifts I've shared with you as a bonus resource for this episode, a checklist. So a self-care checklist that I use with my clients. It's the exact one I use with my clients and also inside my group program. So you'll find that via your show notes. If you want to kind of just get a sense of what is she talking about? Let's dive in. So how this could show up as really like quite negative is let's say you are having you're doing stuff on the weekend. I gave you that example before, right? You're, you're going to events or you're hanging out with people and, and maybe you're kind of just busy and you're just, you're kind of just saying yes to things. So you don't have great boundaries. You're not feeling very fulfilled by what you're doing, but you're actually wiped out. So you, you, you kind of end your weekend exhausted. The idea of going shopping, the idea of setting yourself up for the week ahead and the, you know, capitalist regime that we're going to get back into, it, it, it's too hard, but you're left with the consequence of that. So that's, that's just one example of how it can kind of flow really quickly into really hurting us. And, and it might be that you need more consistency. It might be that there are whole areas, as I said, of your care that you, you just don't, you don't attend to, you don't even know you need it. And and I want to be clear, you don't need to crap on yourself. I just invite you to notice what is there, what isn't there, what you might like to bring love to because you deserve it. Maybe just like one damn thing, two damn things. Think about what you would like to focus on. Use the checklist that I've provided. Think about what's accessible. That's absolutely the most helpful place to start. So I want to kind of like bring this to a practical, like kind of summary here. Folks often talk to me about how 
care for themselves is the first thing that falls away when they're under like increased stress. There's a really challenging part of their life. Like the first thing that falls away, this is literally how they'll tell me is, oh, I, you know, forget all about me or I forget all about those things that help me. This is really normal. Absolutely. And it's really valid. But it's also why I teach radical self-care as infrastructure, because we need to have core elements that don't fall away and rather that we use in those times, that we lean on them. Now, that doesn't mean everything on that checklist, right? That's not what this is, but that there are going to be non-negotiables that you personally know you require no matter what, or you need others to help you with. And so if you identify with this experience of like everything falling away when, you know, shit isn't going to plan, I want to ask you where you are in this. So who's benefiting if you're not considering your own needs and why is, is whatever else you're prioritizing more important than you, your core, your basic care? Why don't you matter? Especially if you are struggling with the consequences, like I've talked about, of of lacking that care because you do matter. And so what we inevitably uncover, we have to go here, is a version of people-pleasing. So I want to invite you to either listen or re-listen to episode 28, and this is on the good girl conditioning. I also want to honor the gendered and really unfair concept that It can be considered selfish to take care of yourself and where selfishness is only ever viewed as a really bad, terrible thing to be and to do, you know, so the, the, the plane, the emergency plane, put your own mask on before you, you help anybody else's like, why don't we call that selfish? Right. It it is, It, it is the definition of it, but it's necessary and valuable. So I want to invite you to really see how important it is to acknowledge that this is a really harmful narrative that is harming some of us more than others. Most women, uh, or or I I should say, what I'm trying to say is most people who listen to this podcast are women. And we are definitely the most harmed by this kind of narrative. So we are socialized from such a young age to one, to put others' needs ahead of our own. And that includes labor tasks, right? So anything to do with households, labor tasks, we're taught that. We are taught that. It is not a woman job. I just, know, absolutely not. It is not assigned to gender. But two, we also learned that we shouldn't express our needs. We shouldn't express feelings in case it upsets other people. And let's be honest, it often does because we're not meant to have needs. So in a combination This leaves a lot of us as women in a really painful cycle that I see over and over again, where self-care is an afterthought rather than the truth, where you require adequate self-care to take care of yourself so you can bring the best of yourself to the world and to those around you. So as you are exploring your infrastructure, your self-care, your experiences, I invite you to consider really practically how you can or rather how you are dividing labor in your home if you live with other people. I, I Some questions you can ask yourself, uh, is this working for you as well as it is for others? What is the cost, you know, emotionally? What is the, the labor cost of your current setup? And are you replicating, maybe unconsciously, unequal gender norms? And maybe you don't value that and you don't want to pick that up, you know, because these are constructed and shaped by capitalism, by patriarchy and by white supremacy culture. 
So maybe you go, oh, holy fuck, like I am, and I don't value that. I don't want to continue with that. But, you know, we fall into it. That's our training. Another question you can ask yourself, and I love exploring this with clients, is if you are taking most of the labor in your home and you don't want to and it's harming you, what is the cost say in, again, your own care, but also the leisure time that you lose. Because there's a lot of interesting um, study around, you know, for instance, we, we we don't put a figure on the amount of care tasks and domestic tasks that women do in the world. Uh, and, and that's just not acceptable because it's not a valued job, so to speak. And it is a freaking job. It's a lot of work to care for other people. And at the same time, what we also don't tend to look at is what we lose. So we can see over and over that men are the ones who are having more uh, hobby time, as it's called, right? So that's another thing to explore. And I really just, you know, I I guess want to invite you to consider, are there other options to live that you just might not have explored or considered? Because we didn't consent to the norms that we have. And whilst, yes, it is radical to reject them, it's also liberating. And at the core, your care matters. So if you are struggling with anything related to food and body, it all starts with self-care. I want to remind you to download your free bonus to accompany this podcast episode, which is in the show notes on my website, nadiafelsch.com forward slash podcast, or you can find the link in your podcast player. If you have questions, if you have thoughts from this episode, it might've brought up a lot of ideas, a lot of, wow, I would love to hear them. You can do that on Instagram, which is at Nadia Felsch. You can also do it uh, as well instead of in our free Food and Body Freedom Facebook community. Thank you so much for joining me. I will see you next time.